Welcome back, everyone, to S1E1, the show where we pick a different sitcom each week and watch just its first televised episode. Based on just that episode alone, decide if that's a show that we want to greenlight or cancel. This week, we are talking about Country Comfort. Country Comfort is a show on Netflix. Just came out in 2021. It has one season out so far, only 10 episodes. We're going to be talking about the first episode titled Crazy. So to get things started, I'm Jay Gags. With me as always, the boys, Joe, Ferg, Nick, and Gordo. How's it going, guys? Never going. date a musician, y'all. Hey, yo. <laughs> All right, so um, to start off, has anyone seen this show before? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. No, I had never so, seen it until today. So up until we watched it for this episode, only Joe has seen it. And Joe, I think it's important to mention what uh, what you seeing it in the past had led to. Sure. So this is a bit of a milestone for us just as a podcast. We had been talking for a while of things we could do. You know, how can we all do something? What can we talk about? We have some pretty varied interests. And then uh, very late at night, watching an episode of this on Netflix, I came up with this idea that I put into our group chat of what would be a good podcast idea, uh, you know, doing first episodes of sitcoms. Um, I'm not going to state any opinions about what happened there, but that basically got us all talking. And the crazy thing about that is I just looked it up. The first episode of that show, this show rather, uh, premiered March 19th. I think March it was. 19th, yep. So we're a day shy of not only did we talk about doing this, hey, let's all do this, but two months later, we're doing an episode on it, which is not our first episode. And if anybody listening to this knows us, that is a marvel of us all getting our shit together and actually doing something in that short of a time. Yeah, to not make this too much about us uh, in, instead of the episode itself, but essentially it was 10 days after Joe originally pitched the idea for the show we had recorded the first two episodes. So everything happened pretty quick. So again, for better or for worse, we are forever linked to Country Comfort. It's linked to S1E1. And yeah, debuted March 19th. And here we are almost not even two full months later from when we're recording. The show will probably come out in a few weeks. Um, Yeah, and this will be episode eight for us. So here we go. Starting right off with the intro. The intro, uh, just a belt buckle. And a little generic country music. And it made me laugh because as soon as I saw the intro, the intro to me was in wrestling when there's a wrestler that they don't have any plans to do anything with. Like they always have the screen, the uh, Titan Tron that's ahead of them. That's usually like clips of them and like a title screen and like to get you like ready. That's what it looks like when they have wrestlers that they don't give a shit about. It's usually that exact kind of thing, like a very simple graphic that has like an image that loosely related, but they didn't put much effort into it. That was exactly what that intro was. Repo man. Country <laughs> comfort. <laughs> oh, I've been muted for a while. Whoops. Welcome back. <laughs> so I was going to say, uh, did you guys know that the lead in this, Catherine McPhee, actually went to the Boston Conservatory? Here in Boston? No, and I also didn't know that this is probably something I should know, by the way, but I did not know that she was an American Idol runner up. Yeah. I knew none of that either. She, yeah. she lost to Bo, right? Yes. Wait, uh, so she lost to Bo and then she ends up with a Bo? <laughs> yeah. Guess so. Who becomes her Bo? 
maybe that was a joke. So that's all I knew her from. I didn't. I don't know anything about her acting career other than the fact that she's in the show. I'm assuming this isn't her first job, but it felt like it at times. As we we'll get into it, but um, what the fuck? This is hard. Um, as <laughs> as we get into it, you'll see. I'm trying the, so hard. This is so hard. Uh, you'll see. We've made it four minutes, guys. Come on. <laughs> Can I say that I thought that she was the sister originally from Mike and Molly? Dude, me too. She does kind of look like her. No, she, she just doesn't. She's like only one. She's like one of the redeeming qualities of the show. I think she's very pretty. Um, and that helps, I guess. Um, just for the eye candy perspective uh, alone. But the, when they were shoehorning her singing into this, at first I was like, is this dubbed? Like, is this actually her singing? And then they kept doing it. And I'm like, okay, so this girl has to have sang at one point, right? So that's when I looked her up and I was like, oh, she is a runner up winner on American Idol. And that is so perfect to what this show I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, that's usually a good sign, right? Because when you look at uh, American Idol in general, it's it tends to be the non winners who have the longest standing career. So it's actually so it's right, probably but a I mean, blessing you, that she didn't win. God, is when still you going? Tell that yes. to Kelly Clarkson. She's the only success story. And uh Carrie Underwood. This show should have been Carrie Underwood, right? <laughs> I will <laughs> say the only time I have ever sat down and watched American Idol is when Jay forced us to in his fucking living room 15 years ago. Oh, in it my would... living room? Yes. So when you were at my house, I yes. had you watch what I was planning on watching in my home? <laughs> yes. <laughs> could have been and worse. It... it could have been caveman. Oh, that's true, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I love this running joke so much. <laughs> fucking caveman, dude. I would it watch caveman now. could have not been caveman. Yeah, I, I would. I think I would have watched Cavemen over American Idol. Just, it's saying, just such I, I introduced garbage. you all to the OC. Jay introduced you to American Idol. Mm-hmm. American Idol, though, do they still do? Because I never watched the show. My sister watched it. Right, it was a phenomenon. What was going on? But I would always watch the people who can't sing montage episodes. They would do beforehand, basically just ripping people apart. Do they still do that? I don't watch it modern day, but that's part of what gets the show going, right? Like that's on? what gets clicks. Yeah, it's on Fox now. I, think it was always I thought it ended. Didn't they do a whole like no? It's back with like thing? Katy Perry and I don't know who else. I don't watch it now, but I mean shows like that. That's what gets you going. It's the people who can sing really well, and then the people that are terrible. Like if if you don't put the William Hungs in the show, I then I there's nothing to watch. Simon left. Okay, so <laughs> should we talk about this? We made a <laughs> Jay get into the plot a little bit. Get into the plot. Okay, let, let's 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 start talking about the show. Okay, so. Basically, the show starts, it's a rainy, stormy day, and a woman just shows up at a door, knocks on the door, uh, kid answers, he just kind of sucks right, right away, right? Uh, oh, Tuck. God. Tuck was like, oh, you seem like the perfect woman for the job, and I was like, well, that's ag- aggressive. Check but, out um, my very obvious crucifix. We're not trying yeah. to say something <laughs> right away on yeah. this show. <laughs> but uh, they, they uh, so woman shows up at this random house, uh, she's stuck, her car broke down. Uh, she's looking for help. They think that he, Tuck, thinks that she's the new nanny. So uh, that gets her into the house. This method is so dated. Well, yeah. Okay. Do you not have a cell phone? Well, she like, said her phone died. died. Her, she said her cell phone died. She okay. said her phone died. Must have missed that important part. But, of the story. I missed but, that too, Nick. Don't feel well, bad. 
well, I'll say this to, to give this show any, a little bit of credit. A lot of these shows start with very unrealistic premises and they have to just kind of shove that at you real quick. So you just yeah. accept what's going on and then you move on from there. The problem with this show is I think everything that happened was unbelievable. Like for the most of the show and they were trying to like, they were, I don't want to get too ahead, but they were trying to mix in comedy with heavy stuff a lot. Yeah. But there was no real balance. That was a big problem. But the, did anybody else just get strangled by the bad accents immediately? Yeah. Because oh, I, yeah. to the point where I was like, there's not singing. a fucking chance that any of these people are from the South. So I looked it up and I'm going to give you where these people are from. Every single cast member, four of them born in Los Angeles, don't have Southern accents in Los Angeles, by the way, if you're not familiar. Burbank, still same thing. New York City, Miami, Tucson, and Connecticut. Not a single one of them would have any chance of having a southern accent, yeah. and it's so obviously faked garbage accent. It's yeah. awful. It's they, terrible. They should have got British people. They can do any accent. Australian. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. They, yeah. I who mean, plays House? The, the actor who plays Hugh House. Laurie, British. Hugh Laurie. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Also, this is how a horror movie starts, right? So, if you're looking at this, thirty-five-year-old <laughs> woman's car breaks down in a thunderstorm, and she decides, I'm just gonna walk down this presumably very long driveway to this very dark very big ranch and just knock on the door and hope unless, for the best that unless, is a terrible goddamn idea unless you're jay and you really have to shit then that just doesn't happen we're not gonna get into that um so uh so i i wrote down they, they really rushed the premise way too soon but again they were trying to just get everything out there they did they jumped right into it but they I did, did think yeah. I did think right from the bat with uh with both of them with Bailey and Tuck I thought the acting they were overacting like crazy and uh, that keeps happening throughout the episode. Uh, so but... the that's one thing. It's the one thing I'll give them is because sometimes with a pilot, that's the case, right? People are still kind of really trying to get their groove. That's kind of the premise of our podcast, right? Because the first show, our first episode, is really not that good sometimes. Right. Just, you know, new actors, old actors with new actors and stuff like that. It can be a hurdle. So I'll give them that at least, that maybe the chemistry could get a little better. But you know, but you know what would have so you know been better writing? Though. What would have been better writing is if they show everything before that. She got dumped. She got kicked out of a Show yeah. the mom dying. Show, I, I don't know. No, but you show all that. <laughs> and then she's down to luck. She's got nothing else. She doesn't have a home. She doesn't have anything. She goes there. They think she's the nanny. She goes with it. That well, would have been think, better writing than what actually happened. And she's I don't even trying think to it was not that. get cut. Like, I think there's other point. things. And I want to I want to get into that as we reveal other parts about what happened because I just alluded to something. But um, I just think that the way it was played off, I, I thought it was heavily overacted. But I think what happens with you know what you're saying, usually pilots are like a tester, right? And sometimes yeah. the pilots get aired. Sometimes they don't get aired. Sometimes they redo the pilot. Um, but that was like old TV. This was a Netflix show. This is the first Netflix show that we're covering on the show. And I think what happens with a lot of these shows is when they're made by Netflix for Netflix, they're, they're already, the show already has a home. So even yeah, though they, it's the they don't have to put in the, they don't have to yeah. hunt for it's the a home. 10 yeah. season, 10 episode order right away. Yeah. No... So what happens, and I think what, what ends up being not good for it is there's not that whole, and I don't know for sure. Cause you know, we're not involved in the process, but I don't think it goes through as many like notes and uh, alterations from episode one and two because episode one is made to be episode one. They're not pitching this to anybody. 
There, yeah, episode one is not called machine. pilot like most shows right. are. Episode one is called Crazy. episode one. Are you drunk watching Netflix at five in the morning? You'll watch <laughs> 10 of these. So these shows are, yeah, these shows are just instantly assumed to be what they are. So right. there's not really that, that opportunity to fix stuff. They can't there's really no watch incentive this. to be good because you know what too? It's kind of like the, um, it's kind of like what's, oh shit. I'm not going to remember the name of the movie where they intentionally make a bad movie. Uh, Mr. Nanny. No. Where they intentionally make a bad movie just to make the money off of it because they're going to make money anyways. The producers? I, is it the producers? It might be the producers. That's yeah, the Mel Brooks time for Hitler. What was the main character's name? I can't think of his name. Max Bielestock? Nope. <laughs> what the fuck? Is it weird that I knew that right away? <laughs> but, <laughs> I, my head. but what I think happens is like, you know, and especially where- He was in the, Birdcage. Yes, yeah, that's, that's a producer. You're thinking the yeah, producers. Producer. Matthew yeah, Broderick that's the, was in that's it. That's the okay, yeah, yeah. Of it, yeah. So, Remake. but so Nathan, that was my Nathan point. Lane. Is that Nathan Lane that you're thinking yes, of? Yes, Nathan Lane. Yeah. Yes. Is there a degree of that that goes on with Netflix now? You think it's like okay, we're gonna give you a show, okay, no. and there's just no, there's no incentive to do good because they're gonna make the money, and if know, they get canceled, they get James. canceled. You know. No, I think what happens is, like I said, they just no, they they feel strongly about the idea upon pitch and make it, and unfortunately, that's why you see a lot of these Netflix sitcoms that last a season and they just kill it afterwards, because there's not even time mid season to adapt and go by like what you what like the fan base is saying because they've already made the entire season. A lot yeah. of shows that come out, they record the first, you know, 3 4 episodes as it's coming out and they're still filming as they're putting out episodes sometimes. There's no time to adjust here. The this whole season an is out them show. They pitched this show by putting a bunch of things into who watches this, who's in the middle of the country, who Yeah, likes we need X, something for y, Nashville. That's yeah. That's a problem. This entire with a lot thing of things is just now. basically yeah. a, a spreadsheet. Yeah, this yes, is a spreadsheet is... of a TV show. It's it's yeah. the most boring type of show. The most boring acting. The most boring music. The I haven't worst, s- most the worst type of show. I haven't seen a show pander this hard either in a long time. Like it's very obviously pandering to a class of people that are gonna watch this show, and they go so hard on it. Right. And I think there's going to be also they make a f- have sex with a horse joke within five minutes of the episode. <sighs> yeah. At what point of the, the episode only... do you want them to wait to make that joke? Ten minutes is a have sex with a horse joke. <laughs> no, I mean I personally like point. the right yeah. of I want mine like, know where minute. I stand. But yeah. when you walk into this show, the first couple minutes of it after the horror movie scene, you meet all the kids, right? You get the kid with the crucifix, and he's like, "I'm horny, but I'm wholesome, and you don't have to worry about me late at night." And then you get the other kid who's like, "I want money, but I'll be your manager, but I wouldn't really rob you because you don't have to worry about me at night." And then somebody makes a joke about having sex with a horse. It's just so out of control. Those things don't match up, and it was great because it was the only genuine laugh I got in the entire episode. But why? Hey, at least you I just got don't one. See them together. So I let me let me say this real quick, but I do want to get back into the. The episode I don't mean itself to saddle a little bit. you with all the horse talk, but <laughs> but I think there's um you know with a lot of these Netflix shows, and we're gonna cover more Netflix shows as we go along. But I think that seems to be the trend with a lot of their sitcoms so far is because their process is so different that in and you're just assuming things are gonna go right. If they don't hit right away, there's just not that time to adjust. In sitcom style television. You really have to vibe for relatable characters and things that people latch onto. It's different than doing dramas and 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 like so. Other than like you so know, do you relate like, to anybody on this show? No, and that's the thing though. But like, other than like a Fuller House that lasted like four seasons or whatever because it had nostalgia to to work off of that kept people watching regardless. 
these shows just don't hit because they're too generic. They're they're pumping them out. So, I mean, I'm sure you all made this connection, but it's the exact premise of the nanny. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I have that in my notes. The this is a western nanny, country country nanny, with a, yeah. with a hint of Full House, also because of the dead wife. Yeah. Um, so then, so let me, let me go back into the episode yeah, just yeah. so we we get back into it then because Jordan mentioned the other kids. So basically, you know, Tuck lets Bailey in, and then we, you know, he calls on his siblings to run out. Hey, the new nanny's here. We meet three more kids, which was Brody, Dylan, and Chloe. And they all pretty much have their strong personality types, except for one. And I forget which guy was who, but whoever the tallest kid is who doesn't really talk the whole episode, the rest of them have all very strong personalities and, like, their characters are pretty set. He just kind of stood there. But we find out they need a nanny because the mom died uh, two years ago. And uh, ever since then, in the last two years, they've gone through a series of different nannies. Uh, She would be number 10, provided that she actually was a nanny. But um, and then one more child, Cassidy, comes out, who I thought was actually the most redeeming part of the show. She seemed like the only one who could act. But um, well, yeah, she's the, the only one who didn't sing, so she's the only one who's like. <laughs> she's the only one who didn't. She's also the only one who didn't try to sound like she was from Nashville. She really didn't put in much on that on that accent. She just kind of just talked for the most part. It wasn't like a heavy, heavy twang. Now you had mentioned we we were starting to see the family here. How successful do you think we are? Right, like this right, house. So there's is, like 17 nice, kids. This yeah. guy looks like he's our age. They've had nannies. He's got this other girlfriend. There's Ooh, I thought a was million dollars worth of equipment in the house, as far as music stuff goes. They, they own a ranch. I'm assuming you know, how successful are you? They're yeah, but okay. I, I own a DVD player. It doesn't mean anything yeah. if you own something if you can't make money out of it. If you, you own you a make ranch, big money you... from owning a ranch. I'm under the impression oh. they're doing pretty well for themselves, the the house itself, and that's tough to judge with sitcoms because most sitcom houses are nice, uh, like outside of Roseanne. But they had a nice house. They need a, He can afford to have a nanny watch over these kids, which doesn't really seem completely necessary because Tuck's like an adult. But right, that was my. Yeah, thing. That one it's kid like, has a beard. He can watch the other kids. Yeah, I think he can, that's yeah, you're old enough to watch the other kids now. And also t- the. the at at a certain point, the dad has to take some sort of onus for these kids for not going, for not getting along with ten fucking nannies. Yeah, and right, and he's just strolling in like, hey, you know, life's life, whatever. Right, blah, blah, blah. So My kids are pieces of shit, though. Like they say, it's the youngest one is why, right? Not the youngest. The, the, yeah, the one that yeah. Jay said was redeeming. I'm sorry, Cassidy. The, the yeah, she, either yeah, way, that's why. not the youngest daughter. Dad needs to work on that first. Right, you, you right. But the you know, idea like, he he feels guilt from the dead mom, so he lets right. her get away with murder as the surviving parent. Yeah, right. But if halfway of, through, we found out that uh, Bailey was actually Bo in a Mrs. Doubtfire scenario. <laughs> this would be the best show in the entire world, and unfortunately, <laughs> that is not the direction they took this. So yes. speaking of dad, dad's name is Bo because he finally shows up a little bit after this. After the kids are all Bo Bice. you know, introduced into uh, the what's going on with Bailey. And they all, at this point, know that she's not a nanny. But Bo shows up uh, with his girlfriend, kind of typical foil to the situation. Is that Summer? Summer, yeah. Summer's her name. Mm-hmm. She's uh, she's blonde to counter that Bailey's a brunette. And she's instantly extremely jealous of Bailey, for you know, probably just because she's pretty. So you can tell right off the bat she doesn't want her there. And, uh, again, you know, at this point, I was still kind of wondering, like, why why is she still going with it kind of because she was like kind of like stuck in this awkward situation when he showed up 
Luckily, she did address it and, you know, shouts out that she's not a nanny and, like, explains her story a little bit. But, um... It was kind of like Dinosaurs where we get this opening and then we get uh, the backstory a little bit because you go back into them playing at the bar and everything. Right, yeah. So we find out she's a singer and that she played at Tootsie's, which I said earlier, Nashville. That would be the only, unless there was some other Tootsie's, but we're, we're assuming Nashville, right? Because that's where the legendary Tootsie's is at. Um, and she was in a band with her boyfriend. And um, that was, they, they cut back to them performing and, you know, it was an okay, whatever. Like you said, she, she actually can sing. So it was that. And she thought that that was like their big break. And unfortunately it wasn't the person who went out there to check them out, like a record, a record executive or whatever, just wasn't into them. And after that, her boyfriend decides to kick her out of the band. And she responds very dramatically, but like, I guess that's fair and says, well, listen, like, uh, we can't be together if it's not everything. Like you're either going to keep me in the band or you lose me as a girlfriend, which I don't know, I guess. Well, he doesn't just kick her out of the band. He replaces her with a a younger, prettier lady, a younger version. Well, if you're kicking her out of the band, it's under the assumption that you're going to replace her with someone else. Right. Cause she's like the lead singer of the band. So. The replacement part is whatever. Like, they decided to go in a different direction. I guess it's a little weird that you had the replacement picked out and sitting there in the event that the situation didn't go right. But for the sake of the quick joke, then they had to have someone That was another thing that just seemed super lazy to me. Like, that was just, like, a poor writing, I think. It was – there was other ways you could have been – you could have gone about the it was in a band broke up with my boyfriend scenario, right? Which I yeah. don't like the way they did that at all. They didn't I have think to show the way would have been to have that record co- record executive guy. They say be like, "I like you, I don't like her," and then have her be like, "Well, you're not going to go over me, are you?" And then have him be obviously the, the yeah. bad guy when he chooses the contract. Or like, don't don't establish that you had the new singer picked out because that doesn't really make much sense. They could have played a funny joke where yeah, that's the girl was at the, the bar. Most. There could have been the girl sitting at the bar, and he could have been like, hey, you, can you sing? And she could be like, I don't know, and he's like, you're hired. Like, something like that. Just Anything, to be... yeah, a bunch of other things could have worked. Yeah, other than having the other person picked out. I was going to say, does anybody else get the idea that this show was written like a bad country song? Well, that brings up my <laughs> like, next question like, I wanted you know, to like, ask. Like, oh, my tractor fell down, and my girl, like, left me. Like, it just seems it's my like... Ma- it's my mama ran out on me, my boyfriend left, my truck died. That's the arc. I, I wrote it down. I was like, this is the most stereotypical bullshit. And on the music thing, Gork, because I really appreciate you bringing that up. I just want to ask, take the poll. Thoughts on the music? I personally love country music. To me, this is the worst thing in the entire world. This is not what country music is. This Especially considering that she, that's so what she much. does, right? Like, they could have made it better. Well, but you're you're also trying to get the broader audience and they're going with safe like you know big artists from back in the day and probably whatever they had licenses to use she's also not successful so yeah it makes sense yeah so So again too there's weird stuff not to jump ahead but there's a part where they're when they're in the basement she picks up a guitar she starts playing the everly brothers right which i'm like okay well maybe she knows this and then a bunch of 12 year old i'm gonna stop you there because we're gonna get into that into that yeah we're gonna get into that just remind me to go back to my we'll we'll we're gonna get into that very big anger if that scene i I was gonna say that i'm I'm gonna buck the I'm going to buck the trend here and say, like, the only thing I like, the only redeeming quality about this show 
was the music. I knew it. Kelsey and I bet you'd be the only one to say that. I knew it. <laughs> so, so, um, but I'll say that. I mean, what? I, it, what? I thought, what? what? There is nothing wrong with pop country. That's so everything funny to wrong me. with pop that's country. That's so funny to me. I think wherever you sit on that, I think. Like that's, the, that's, that's a music taste. That's not. I, th- I, I think it. that's, yeah. So the music taste will be subjective, but I think what happens is, in my problem with the show too, is like, Obviously, the premise of the show is based in the music genre, so they want to incorporate that and incorporate music. There's a reason you you got Catherine McPhee to play the lead, because she can sing. So, obviously, that's going to be a big piece of the show. But the way that they injected music throughout the episode, like the, and it only happened a couple times. Inorganic. It, yeah, it was just yeah. too forced each time. And we're going to get into this, uh, yeah, it was what you were like talking a, about earlier, It was earlier, like Joe, a, but... a corny musical. Like, yeah. only the show wasn't a musical. Right. It just didn't fit. And I think a lot of that was, you know, before we get into the structure of the show and what happens next, what I want to go back to is, I think in general, the biggest problem the show has, just terrible writing. The writing is just so lazy. It's so the, lazy. There's yep, no, yeah. there was not a single thing like... In, in past episodes that we talked about, like last week's episode, we just talked about Faulty Towers. And, you know, even though I didn't give it the green light, we we established one of the best things they did was callbacks and keeping jokes. And, like, things were very cleverly placed throughout the episode, right? And that's smart writing. Now, in this one, there was never a single point of this show where I felt that this was written by a professional writer. Like, who that's their Dude, job is to, like, write television. Not a single sh- joke hit. Nothing. No. Nothing across the board, no one-liner was in any way entertaining. I'm giving Nothing. myself zero credit as a writer. I'm not a writer. You could if write you your way me, out of a paper if bag you told me, If you told me what the premise of this show was and asked me to write a half-hour like first episode, I'm not saying I could do 20 times better, but I'm, I, I wouldn't could. do worse. I could, I, 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 I could be better than walking this. down the street, just throwing your jacket on the ground, stopping on it, and just crying out yeah. to God that you hate this jacket because yeah. I do pretty much yeah. every time I'm walking to so coffee I in the think, morning. It's the, the I fact just think they it was let so her lazy. stay. It's the fact they let her stay in the house after like the dad came home and then found out she's not a nanny. This isn't going ahead. This is right where but, we're at. The fact that he let her stay in the house even before the storm is like, get out, stranger. Who the hell are you? Like, <laughs> yeah, can I just like say, that's bad writing. Did, it's so it's hard to jump ahead because like, I also well, want to be gave, like, she oh, gave and the take sob my story. Yeah, everything about this show. She gave the sob story, so and he's a nice guy, so we can kind of kind of understand why she's still in the house guy. at that point. Okay, and it's already an underlying horny. Yeah, it's already it's already raining. I don't know if it's that yet. I think there. I think when you watch this episode, obviously, where the show is going to eventually go is for Bailey and Bo to end up together and Summer to be phased out because Summer's not likable. She's very jealous she she doesn't seem to have a connection with the kids so like obviously that's where the show is supposed to go down the line whether it be in this season or in future seasons and i don't know because i've only literally only seen this episode uh this time around but from what happens there for whatever reason he lets her stay then the tornado does get worse um so the storm starts to really hit and then they all end up yeah, so the tornado's about to hit, so now they all run down to the basement. And um, I will say one thing that caught my eye that I thought was his bad acting, and, and I, I don't want to rag on it too much because it was the youngest girl, and she's like, how old could she be, like three, four years old? Like, how old is this girl? But she had she was shivering and cold, and the shivering was the fakest, most comedic shivering to be like, Oh my God, you're shivering like, and they put the jacket on her. It was so bad. 
that it made me laugh. And like, again, I don't want to harp on it too much because he's so young. You know? She like, has the excuse. She's a child. The others, no. The yeah. others are just so and the, and terrible. The, and that was a problem. But I do, yeah. I do wonder... As much as the jokes didn't work and I thought the acting was really overdone and the accents were bad, I guess you, the the bad accents you have to kind of blame the actors themselves for, but how much of it is the actor's fault when it's bad writing, right? Like, how much can you act around bad dialogue? Uh, well, it, I was, I was going to say, did anybody else feel like they watched a 23-minute trailer? This like, was 23 minutes long. <laughs> yeah, it's something like that. 22, 23 minutes. Now, Felt like now, an eternity me to me. <laughs> you, no, hear me out. Because like each scene is what you would picture a television show trailer to be. She's walking out like in the barn. She comes in from a storm. Like You could have literally boiled every single piece of the scenes down to the, the meat. That's a really good point, actually. And, I, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, And it, you splice them together in four to six minutes. This show is done. No, because a, trail, a trailer makes done. you want to watch a show. <laughs> I didn't true. say it was good. I just said that this is where... This but is, is that the I algorithm got. writing again, though? Is that saying, like, look, cut out all the meaty bits that people care about. Yeah, it's it the... Crash TV. Yeah. Like, go, it's go, go. get go, the next, short next, attention next. span, people, right? Like, people yeah. are just so... Like, I want everything right now when they're watching something, and that's what they're probably trying to do here, but... That's a that's a good point, Gordo. It does seem like a like a really long trailer that there's like there's no real continuity involved, and it's just ugly. They were really just trying to throw the premise of the show at you. Like they really wanted to establish what was happening and toss it all at you. Like I said, I thought there was a really bad balance of balancing serious with comedy because the comedy wasn't good and the serious didn't was was placed in the wrong spots. The series and, um, was too serious, too, is the problem. It's like yeah. this little girl who can't get over her mother being dead. And it's yeah. just like, it's way too dark. For right. Well, hey, y'all, why don't the... we sing about it? Yeah. Well, <laughs> all right, so here's, so here's what we yeah. needed they, to get, they, get they, into. They almost pulled me in with that moment, too, when she picked up the guitar and was going to sing. Well, hold on, girl. hold on, like, hold that's on. That's nice, but like. Okay, right. so so let's get into it because that's right where we're at. And this is what this, the here, here it is, right? So they're downstairs now, little girl shivering. Tornado's hitting, glass breaks. They're trying to cover up the glass and, 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 you know, board it up real quick. In the midst of all that, they pull up the the sheet, which exposes all these instruments, right? So Bailey sees all these guitars and the drums and just in the midst of all this chaos, and maybe it was just to comfort the kids that were scared at the time, but she's just like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick up this guitar and just start singing. And it was just like out of nowhere, and all the and, guitars are inexplicably in tune, even though they're just sitting in a basement with a tarp on them. For two years. <laughs> we've been told it's been two years. Yep. There's a lot of guitars in this room that I played a couple days ago that aren't in perfect tune. Like, it's just but impossible. I, I was fine with her singing to try to cheer up the little girl, like, oh, she's scared. I'm like, It was when that other one started drumming. And I was like, I need to shut this off. Like, I heavily considered stopping this show at one point. You know me. I watch things all the way through no matter how bad they are. Biggest completionist you'll ever meet. I almost shut this show off with that scene. It was so cringy. So that was the thing, too. I love Angry so much about this. Because I think show. I don't think those kids know the Everly Brothers. I don't think those kids will just pick up an Everly Brothers song. We'll come to find out that they were in a band with Mom, right? So you don't know what songs Mom picked for them to work on ahead of time. So maybe it's a coincidence there. But they're all musicians. That's a pretty big coincidence. But the thing was, like, just the way the show is poorly done, it was like even from when... 
she just picks up the guitar and starts singing. It already sounds like they're using like a recorded track that they had already made to pump in. So it's not even like she's not even like going into the song like slowly just to play it like in the room. It already feels like it's part of a big production number that they're yeah. going to cut into. Yeah. And it was just like as soon yeah, as soon as the kids started playing along, you're like Okay. Yeah. All right. Also, like, room for jokes they missed, right? Imagine if one of the other kids plugged in electric guitar and just started playing, like, a crazy metal solo. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, oh, sorry. You're like, oh, that kid's got personality. He's not whatever. Like, I don't know. There's nothing Slayer. (laughs) The the business manager kid, uh, if I could have reached through the TV and punched him. He's such a copy of the kid from Fuller House, the the, the middle child. Yeah. Like, same personality, everything. Like, and it's probably the same groups of people that are pumping these shows out. So they're probably like the same like archi- archetype uh, characters, like, and the same people watching them. <clears throat> yeah, that's becoming it's... a trope that adult child, like. You know what else like... bugged me, and it, it's like a really dumb and like stupid point. <clears throat> Don't houses in the South uh, famously not have basements? Typically, like, I thought that was a thing. Know. Yeah, no, they and they have like this huge basement. I don't, I don't tornado, think Nashville. if you're in a tornado region, you do though because you need to have a, a cellar. No, set. they have bunkers that they build after the fact because they typically didn't have basements. You'd always have to like run out across the lawn and go down a fucking bulkhead. No, I think you're thinking of like New Orleans and stuff. But I, I mean, think maybe places yeah. like that because New Orleans doesn't because of the bodies and stuff. But either way, it's 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 a a point that didn't really need to be made. So the only <laughs> person um, that seems to feel the same we felt about. <laughs> Bailey and the kids all playing was the daughter Cassidy who also couldn't take it anymore and ran out <laughs> and she grabs uh, the guitar and runs. Critic. Yeah. And obviously this was a, there was a trigger there obviously. So this is when it comes into like, again, the mother had passed and she was having a hard time with seeing the instruments played again. And we talked about the balance between like, you know, light and dark here with the mood I really think the whole dead mom thing shouldn't have been the way they approached it, especially with a show that's like this flat. It's too heavy of an issue to tackle if you don't have the writing staff to to tackle it correctly. I really think they should have had just mom run out on them, and that would have been the better way to go around it. Mom could yeah. be, mom could have just taken off on them because her career or whatever, and then you have the opportunity for maybe a season or two down the line if there was another season to have her return and cause some sort of controversy there. The mom is Bailey's replacement in the band when the guy kicks her out. Then you have to deal with anybody <laughs> worrying about like dead wife children. Yeah. yeah. Like, so I just think there are ways around it. And that's how they come it. each other's lives without this weird, my truck just happened to break down thing. And then you have that person. You have an opportunity for that character to actually come back into the show. And then you have to make jokes about yeah. a dead parent, which just seems weird to do in a show. Yeah, like, like, I just uh, think they should have just it. had mom run out on them and like... Granted, like, and we've brought up Fuller House a few times. To go back to Full House, the original, like, that's how that started was with, like, Mom had died. I think, again, though, that's the difference between good writing and bad writing. They handled that a lot better. They didn't make light of it, but it's being able to balance those jokes with the serious parts. Yeah, they when, did it right in a sense that they brought the, you know, the uncles in and stuff like that. Yeah. That, was the, that was the point of the show. Well, yeah, they were they, handling the situation all, and working with it. Or, like, tenth of all, why are there five kids I, too many kids. Doesn't need to be. Yeah. Doesn't need to be that many kids. You on need this enough show. kids to start a band. That's Three true. Boys. It's a Partridge Family scenario. Yeah, but and I think I'll, even. But even the Partridge. It's been a while since I've seen the Partridge Family. Are all of those their kids? Coming soon. Or is there... 
Is there somebody coming I in? I like, forget, honestly, what the Partridge family... But, like, Brady Bunch makes sense to have so many kids because it's That's one the point. family three and another three. family mixing together. Yeah. yeah. This guy looks too young. This is too many kids. I have to fill out a band, but get a drum machine and get it over with. This is very unbelievable. Yeah, instead he fucked his wife to death <laughs> <laughs> so they can have enough kids. <laughs> Oh god! I that mean, stays in. So, and the kids are the kids are all way too close in age too. Like the, I couldn't tell. I mean, you could tell. Yeah. From no, the no start like up. the youngest yeah, daughter is no real young, and then Tuck seems a bit older. It's, he I guess seems a few like of the them oldest. are a little. Yeah, a few of them are kind of like a little mm-hmm. tight, but it's just see, a confusing amount in aged children. Like I don't, yeah. I don't. Did, did they say necessary. how long ago she died? I, I two don't years. Two years. Two years. Two years. So that youngest daughter, like I. I'm not good with this stuff. You know, I don't have I'm a guessing kid. she's like seven. You think she was that old? No, the, the youngest? No, no she's no. three or four at most. Yeah, oh, I'm thinking like, of the one who ran thought. away. The one who ran away, yeah, probably about seven. No, she was a little older, yeah. But the the youngest daughter, that's what I'm trying to go. Like, what, like how old was right she? She was still a baby. I can't remember when, what kid you're talking about. Yeah. Too many kids. There's too many characters. By the way, on this th- show. That, that oldest son, like, when he has the freak out about her locking herself up, that was yeah. the worst acting I've ever seen. Like, well, that was the thing, too, is it just goes against his character plays such a certain way the whole time. He's very like it was just to tell the story. It was. um, Yeah. Like he's very like cocky and stuff. And like he's he's joking around every line for the most part. And now he needs a serious dialogue. Like maybe they should have gave it to the daddy. We haven't been having a cry since she was there. We can't talk about mama. And it's like it was a fair point to make. But he didn't seem like the guy who should have delivered it. Like maybe give it to the the tall brother who didn't talk the whole episode maybe give him yeah. that line because it didn't fit with tuck's character it just didn't make sense to me for him to I'm say i'm surprised it. you guys actually remembered any of their names i remember I tuck because i i mean i wrote all the names down but i only remember like the ones who had significance like tuck and cassidy were speaking a lot i the other three kids i don't remember their names uh, they just I need to ship this whole family off to meatballs anybody's name. <laughs> <laughs> so in any event, so what happened was Cassidy runs off, like we said, because of the whole triggering of the situation. Well, and she was using the mother's guitar. I don't think we mentioned that. That was right. the main trigger. Yeah, that's what yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah. So, and it sounded like, you know, she was sensitive towards anyone playing any type of music in general just because that was the connection they had with mom. But the whole thing overwhelmed her. She heard Tuck ranting about why can't we live our lives? We're dealing with this too. And then she runs off. Bailey ends up um, chasing after her which sends them to the ranch, which she didn't even know for sure that Cassidy ran into the ranch, but it didn't stop Bailey from t- talking to herself for five minutes. Just the like, horse stables. Yeah, it, just, it was just, um, yeah. right. I know you're just, in here. Why? This is I, the first I time you've ever been to this house. Yeah. For yeah, the writing, you don't know have her not be there and have that yeah. all be for nothing. And then she goes and it was all just and, like, dialogue. Yeah, dialogue to said, herself. Like, See, we're and, better writers than this, these writings. Oh, we like. fixed a lot of holes in this plot. More holes yeah. than the roof of that horse stable. Yeah, <laughs> if I one of those like were... six by sixes just came down and just fucking obliterated her, it would have been so much better. It just turned into like this whole different show. And then the family comes everywhere. together by burying her and being like, we never speak <laughs> yeah. of the night that Bailey came over. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'd be hysterical. So, um... And she makes a joke about how the horses were smart enough to run off. It's like that's not smart. Like they were under shelter. Like now they're running out into into the field during the tornado. I think you are supposed to let horses out in those. Actually, I think yeah. so. The barn collapsing doesn't kill them, which happened. So, <laughs> the well, just collapsed. let the just let the weather kill them. 
No, they, well, they know how to hide away. from weather. <clears throat> I mean, they, they, they they most the of wild. them live outside. They have for a billion years. I guess years, that's true. Yeah. yeah, they can also run fifty miles an hour, so it might help. How fast out, can out a tornado run, run? Yeah. Haven't you ever seen a singing cowboy movie, which is way better than anything <laughs> on this show? <laughs> I wish I was watching Three Amigos every moment that I watch this TV show. I'm so, watching Three Amigos tonight. So, uh, so turns out Bailey was right. Cassidy was in the barn. So now Cassidy comes out, and, and I think again, I thought this was probably the best delivery of any dialogue throughout the whole episode. Was Cassidy kind of explaining how she felt about her mom, and her acting was pretty decent, like considering what she had to work with. Probably the most redeeming thing of the episode was Cassidy explaining her feelings in this part, to me at least. At least it gave you something. There was some meat on the bone here. Like, whether or not you believe it, yeah. at least they took the effort to try to give you something here. Why do we care about this character? What is she going through? I'll give it to this girl. She did fine. Like, she was fine in this scene. It was the you closest to balancing the the heaviness like it was the the closest it was done to like happening the right way was when she was talking here. So I get another question though. It's like the dad ran upstairs to see if she was there. She wasn't up there. How long could that have taken? He just started why, jerking. Why, it, why, why was why was this person that she they never met out there looking in the storm for a good five minutes without anyone else coming out to see? Hey, maybe she's out here. Yeah. Well, they, they did show, I, I made note of this, they did show that when she runs out, she closes the door, and that when Bo runs up, he yeah, looks and that's sees true, the actually. closed, and is like, oh, well, maybe she's in the house then. Right. So they actually set that up to give them some time, which is one of the only pieces of... Well, thanks, you know Joe. I guess I'll go fuck it. myself. <laughs> well, we've, you know we, what? We, you know, fuck you for I think you know we what? established that they have a nice house, <laughs> yeah. but is it so big that, like... You know, five minutes later, not one of the seventy yeah, people inside saying. of Run Out Two. <laughs> Did you no, notice no, though I, that when no. they were when they were having this monologue with the child, um, the, that they were in like a little, it was like a couch and like a desk there and stuff like that. But it's in a horse stable. You're just gonna sit on this couch and smell horse shit all day. Like I didn't understand <laughs> the point of that room at all. I think Netflix I mean, made us do that for twenty minutes. So. <laughs> if, if you live. In that general area, right? It's like they probably don't smell horse shit as profoundly as we do in the way that like, you know, like for people that don't know, like we all of us on the show, we live in the Boston area and like we don't like hear airplanes that well most of the time. Like we're so you get adjusted to it. So maybe they don't smell horse shit. Gordo. <laughs> I completely forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> oh he raised his hand. I saw him get frustrated when I started talking earlier. And then finally go to yeah, I saw the flag. No, all right, all right, all right. I got it. I got it. So the the father going upstairs, right? Like he's looking for a little kid. I mean, there's like five kids. Maybe she's like underneath a bed. Maybe she's like hidden in a closet in in the crawl spaces. I mean, we kind of don't know really how big the house is upstairs and so that that kind of can give them a little bit of time all right but even if we're out i mean i'm just gonna but even defend. if we're gonna justify dad still actively looking for her, which is but the, plausible but the mom there's should've. still there's still the girlfriend and the other four kids like yeah. someone probably should have caught up at some point but at least the older teenage kids should have gone up right like keep the younger kids down there you know but the kid who's like Got a mustache, maybe could have come up and helped yeah. for his sister. You know what? Know. 
you know what killed me too? We didn't talk about it either. Is when the branch comes through the window. And he's like, boys, get over here. And they all run over <laughs> just so they can staple a piece of fabric yeah. to the fucking window. It's like you needed six people for this. Well, that's true. Oh, guys, get over here. And they're all like, come and dad. And just gun, staple gun. <laughs> it's so I like how they this all ain't have a staple tree. gun. Yeah. Yeah. They all have a staple gun, too. So it's like, yeah, you know, that's what they keep holstered. <laughs> they, you they're know? prepared. They knew there was a tornado warning. <laughs> oh, man. Talk, you took my staple gun holster again. <laughs> So uh, so now we cut we, we cut to the next morning where Bailey comes down with no pants on, and which is a does, normal oh, thing to do. By the way, not when you yeah. don't live there and you don't know the people. That's a normal thing to do in your that home. That was sarcasm, Jay. That you missed. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, so she comes I don't down. Know how with that just, a, just happened? That transaction was very confusing yeah. between you two. <laughs> She came. She came downstairs in just a shirt. She addresses why, but I still think there was other ways to handle that other than just walking through the kitchen with no pants on. But whatever. I think the show is also trying to establish as an attractive girl on the show, and they're trying to give you that. They say that Bo did her laundry for her. How much of the laundry do you think he did? That's that's my question. He's like, what was what was under that shirt? Yeah. <laughs> But I, I found put on that, a pair of my old boxers when you go to bed tonight. I'll take care of your stuff. Like that's, that's that scene the with I'm her wearing. with no pants on, like with him. I'm sorry, she had pants on, probably under. But that was very who's who's the boss for me. Like I got very who's the boss vibes from that with uh, Tony. When and, Tony uh, Danza Angela? was walking around with yeah. no pants on. <laughs> yes. It's just um, like well, wasn't that like a famous scene from Who's the Boss? Not to go on a Who's the Boss tangent, but didn't they have to like share a, a pajama set for oh, something? Yeah. And like he got the pants, she got the shirt. I think so. Yeah, if that makes sense. And there's Truth like light. there's there's the opening thing of who's the boss when like she's in the towel and sees him naked, and that was another famous. That's like, right. Thing. That was in the intro. I think there's a second Man, show. Imagine if we had to watch who's done. the boss instead, and we didn't hate our lives for yeah. the past day. I think it's good to have these where we can. No, I'm having a lot of fun. We could all be one. unified in in on uh, one front and just um, enjoy for this for I'm what it is. Ten seasons. Guys, who's going to greenlight this episode? <laughs> Let's so, go around the horn and yeah. see what happens. Oh, we, get, we, get a, we get a little more episode to cover oh, right, first. Yeah. We got a little more episode. So we, obviously in this to? moment, yeah, we yeah, let's keep <laughs> let's keep it going. So there's a point where, uh, so during this pantless scene, uh, Summer obviously now Summer's been jealous of Bailey since she's shown up, but I guess here it's a little justified, right? Because now she's walking around with no pants, and um. She's making it very, very clear that she does not want her there every time she speaks. That's basically her only role in this show is to just deliver lines that make it established that I'm with Bo. I don't want you here. Yeah, very territorial. This is the one laugh I got that I think they wanted me to get where Summer comes in and she sees her without her pants on and says, "Um, do you know the Heimlich? Do you know the CPR? Do you know where Bo keeps the bourbon? <laughs> I thought that that actually got a chuckle out of me, which I didn't expect. I think this was like the first time. I think you're to assume where the show wants to go, but I think this was like the first time that you really saw that there's chemistry between Bailey and Bo because he did her laundry for her and she was taken back by the kindness. So that was maybe the first time that they really – Gave you a little bit of meat there that oh my these God, two were probably going to end up three together. Three pieces of clothes. Well, and folded them. Her last boyfriend kicked her out of the band. It's true, <laughs> so, I guess it is. So, a I mean, polar. you know, and she was with him for Doesn't a while. Doesn't she have a line too where she's like, "Nobody's ever done anything for me before." They really set up too that like she's kind of 
Yeah, and, and she and also doesn't situation. have family at all, too. It's like yeah. it's just such a sob story with this. So girl. any so any act of kindness is going to be like overwhelmingly like you know well taken from her. So it works. So this kind of results in all the kids show up. Uh, luckily, at this point, she has pants on. And, um, she puts the, her pants on behind the counter. She ducks down yeah. in the kitchen and puts her pants on, which was interesting. Yeah. And there's um, basically the job is offered to her, and everyone wants her to take it but Summer. So the kids are on board, kind of like ending with Cassidy, who's so anti-Summer that even though she's you know still not trying to replace Mom yet, she at least acknowledges that you know, Bailey is unliked by Summer, and that's enough for her. So that gave her a seal of approval. This is also where they sneak in the second sex joke, which is just so weird to me. Like, I don't know, pick a lane. Like, there's a line where they say something about, like, oh, it's all of us and the mountains and a nun, and we can do the sound of music, and you can be the nun. And she's like, well, that horse already left the barn. And it's like, okay, so now you've made a having sex with a horse joke, and now you've made a. And, now they, and they reference, joke. like, the little one not getting it. And yeah, yeah, it was awkward. I agree. I just don't get what are you like. I, I just the the two levels of this show are so weird to me. I know it's only two jokes and a tw- I can't believe this thing's only twenty minutes long. It's <laughs> <laughs> the longest twenty minutes of my entire. Am, am I the life. only one that wondered what happened to the original nanny that was supposed to be showing up? Yeah, like, she's did, out buried did, next to the horses. Did she, well, did she, did she die under... in the tornado? No, the one that was supposed to be coming that they mistaked her for. There was supposed to be a nanny oh, coming. Oh, that's right. She I was, never thought so about that. They kept that. going, oh, you're early and stuff. And she never shows up. And I kept thinking she was going to show up at some point, uh, uh, just like news radio with the sports guy. The sports guy. Never happened. So I can only assume that the tornado sucked her up and threw her over the ranch. She's like, dead. It was Helen on... Hunt, and she got sucked <laughs> up. She's <laughs> dead on the writer's room floor is where she it's is. It's weird, because until you mentioned it, actually, I didn't. I never thought about it. Which is either, weird, because yeah. this show has such solid writing. <laughs> and the fact that they left such a big plot hole, yeah. it's like, I, I guess I didn't even consider that they would make an error like that. But. Yeah. But that's basically, I mean, that's that's the episode. She's offered the job. The She's kids like, well, I ain't got nothing it. else to do, so I'll hang out with you guys. Yeah, <laughs> like, I kids, literally have nowhere else to go. The other so, yeah, kids I don't like, have oh. a home, so fuck it. Yeah, yeah the, the one, the kid who's like, you know, businessy is like, I'll be your manager. You know, this is going to be good for you. You got talent, kid. And again, she, by the way, she was super taken back by a compliment. It was like, anytime anyone's, she's such a tragic person that anytime anything remotely nice happened, Bo did one outfit's worth of laundry for her. It was the best thing in the world. Early on, when the when um the daughter just said they just want you because they think you're pretty or hot or whatever and she was like touched by that and then like this kid later in the episode saying oh i think you got talent kid like again she was like you shouldn't know, she be the one with like six different kids she <laughs> if she's that easy to please yeah. you know what i so, mean so like yeah any any like just small small tidbit of like kindness in her direction is like more you know, it's like the the world for her. But anyways, yeah, that's that's the end of Country Comfort episode one. Crazy, the name of the episode. Guys, anything else you want to touch on before we wrap this up and go into the Green Lantern cancel? Anything that you guys wanted to note? I'm very glad that this show, I don't want to say at the very beginning because I didn't. we were trying our hardest. Not to, and again, take a peek behind the curtain, but we tried to make a conscious effort to not all yell about how much we hated this for five whole minutes. So when you gave me the question of, you know, us doing it as a podcast or whatever, 
to just peel back a little bit, I think the other part of that message was if they can make a show this bad and keep going, like how many terrible shows are there? Like how bad this was and some, we should make more of them. So, so I just, I'm very forever grateful that we're doing this and this is fun. And this show was part of that. And I'm very sad that we had to watch it. <laughs> It will be a very interesting part of our history to know that for as long as this show runs, our show, S1E1, for as many episodes as we do, we will forever be linked to Country Comfort because that was the show that spawned the thought in your brain that caused this to happen. So for better or for worse, here we are because of Country Comfort, oddly enough, but and if Greg Netflix ever hears this, he's going to have a, a word or two with us. Yeah. Greg Netflix. <laughs> so guys, I assume that's the guy in charge over yeah, there. He's probably right, yeah. What? I never, yeah, his name is Netflix, right? And he was like, I, I must, so. I, I, I got to get involved. Maybe... I got to get involved in something television, internet. Yeah. It's just, it's in my name. Bill so Microsoft well. did the yeah. whole computer thing. I feel like I have to do this. So, um, <laughs> so here we are, boys. The moment of truth. I'm going to go around. Joe first, green light or cancel, country comfort. For the love of Satan, cancel. I've, I've said enough about the show. That's, that's all I've got. Ferg. Send this show to hell. It is the bastard child of Full House and Reba. I can't fucking stand this show. I only... I'll end it there. Gordo, go ahead. Uh, cancel for me. Uh, like I said, it really was, didn't know where it, he was going to end up on that. By the way, I was waiting for something, but the songs are I good. The music was so good. I almost thought. Give it a to shot, guys. It, to give it a shot, just to troll everybody, but I can't bring myself to it. It was a trailer that lasted an eternity. Uh, nothing about this show made me like it. I don't know. Every I, I hated the cheesiness. I hate Netflix now. I might actually cancel my Netflix subscription because of this. Um, yeah, nothing. Nothing about this was good. I can't imagine anybody else thinks that. What about you, Jay? Oh yeah, that's true. Sorry, Nick. Uh get her, Nick. Get her. This is it's it's honestly one of the worst piece of shit shows I've ever seen in my entire life. It like I said earlier, it panders. It is in absolutely no way original. The acting is terrible, the plot is ridiculous. If this show was like a being, it would be like totally malnourished. It does not have any of the basic elements to live. It is total trash. And I tried to figure out this, the name Southern, what is it? Country Comfort? <laughs> Country Comfort. Country it's Crop. better suited as a fucking buffet comfort. in Alabama because this show is garbage front to back. I was trying to figure out how to remove it from my fucking queue on Netflix so I don't have to see Keep Watching on there ever again. I'm just going to have to go watch a bunch of other stuff and push it off. Awful. Cancel. There's a way to do it. Well, Jay, you know, guys, there's just something about don't you that do twinkle it. in her eye when she picked up that guitar and started playing that song. 
Uh, no, this show was absolute cucka. Um, I, <laughs> I knew, I try to not judge the show before I watch it because I like to go in fresh, especially in the opportunities where we review a show that I hadn't seen. But I knew this show was going to be horseshit before I turned it on. I was right. It was actually way worse than I expected it to be because like we had touched on, the writing was just so lazy. They forced the premise on you way too fast. Now, granted, maybe from this episode forward, maybe they they get things together, but I really doubt it with the Netflix format and how they produce their whole series at once. So this is going to be the very first S1E1 five cancels Nothing redeeming for country comfort. I'm sorry. I'm not even that sorry. Just do better. You okay. guys produced <laughs> a terrible show. A show. Yeah. Um, we would not give you another episode. Unfortunately, because of Netflix, you had already had to put out an entire season at once. We want the I money almost, back, too. I will be shocked, shocked if for some reason it comes back for a season two. I, I highly doubt it will happen, but I guess weirder things have happened in this world. But that's going to wrap us up for episode eight, which was Country Comfort. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for putting up with this show. Um, I hope we I hope we were more entertaining in explaining to you why we hated the show than the show did delivering itself in its entertainment. So keep listening to us week by week where we will review different shows. You can track us on social media at s1e1pod.com. And also, S1E1Pod is our handle for most social medias. But go to the .com. That'll link you to where you can find us and listen to us and everything else. Thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you next week. See y'all at Tootsies. See y'all. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks.